On today's show, Sergio blinks and backs off his plans for Alfa Romeo, Honda refuses to give up on the CRZ, and why the U.S. military is interested in automotive technology. All that and more coming right up on Autoline Daily. This is Autoline Daily for November 2nd of 2015. Despite dismal sales, Honda is not giving up on its little wedge-shaped hybrid, the CRZ. It's hard to tell the old model from the new, but the biggest difference appears to be larger, more angular front fog lights. It also gets a new set of five-spoked wheels, a new center console with armrest, and a 7-inch touchscreen is now standard on all models. The front stabilizer bar is slightly larger, the rear track has been increased, and both front and rear disc brakes were enlarged. The real question is, are any of these improvements even worth it? In the U.S. market, Honda has only sold a paltry 2,200 CRZ so far this year, and that's down 25% from last year. And speaking of Honda, it's recalling a handful of 2016 CRVs in the U.S equipped with those exploding Takata airbags. While most models affected by the defective airbags have been older vehicles, clearly this is an ongoing problem. But luckily for Honda, it caught the problem early. Only 515 CRVs are being recalled, and only 30 of them were sold to customers. Still to come, is Kia teasing us or testing us? Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. And by Pure Michigan, leading the automotive world in intelligent connected vehicles. We run on brain power. Automakers try to outdo each other with wild concept cars for the SEMA show. But this one really caught our eye. Kia revealed this convertible version of the Optima and it's even got suicide doors. Can they be serious? Are they really test marketing this concept? What do you think? Should Kia come out with a convertible version of the Optima? Let us know what you think in the comments section below. Ever wonder what it's like to ride shotgun in a world rally car during actual competition? Well, there's an app for that. Subaru launched its Subaru Motorsports app back in 2014, which allowed users a 360-degree view from atop its WRX STI rally car. Now it's expanding the app to include a view down into the cab of the car. Without being in the car yourself, this is the best way to get an idea of the kind of work driver and spotter go through during a race. If you don't want to download the app for your Apple or Android device, then you can watch the video on YouTube or Facebook. And for the ultimate experience, the app is also compatible with VR headsets. Coming up next, John has his take on the real reason why FCA is delaying its plans for Alfa Romeo. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. Say, did we just see Sergio Marchion blink? He's backing off his big plans for Alfa Romeo. 
Sergio says that China's crackdown on imported luxury cars means that Alpha will not be able to meet its sales targets. Of course, no one in the analyst community ever believed that Alpha could hit that target. 400,000 global sales by 2018. And you know, I think there's more to this story than what's going on in China. Earlier this year, suppliers reported that FCA was delaying the introduction of 12 models, including a new Ram pickup and a Jeep Wrangler, with that money going instead to Alfa Romeo. But FCA makes almost all of its profits from Ram and Jeep models. Delaying those profit producers was a risky strategy. Moreover, those brands need more models, like the Jeep Grand Wagoneer and a new SUV built off the Ram pickup that could compete with the Chevrolet Suburban. Those models would produce instant profits. The Dodge and Chrysler brands are also dying for new models. Far better to put that money into the successful brands you've got than the one that you hope to revive. So delaying the investment in Alpha is a smart move, no matter what's going on in China. Say, did you see Autoline After Hours last week? Very interesting show with Lynn Bishop, the Vice President of Engineering Services at Pratt & Miller. The company is best known for its motorsports partnership with General Motors, but it's involved in way more than just that. In the following clip, he explains why the defense industry is turning to a company best known for its racing activities. They look at you know how fast the automotive industry can create new products, and and you know the defense industry is now looking towards the automotive industry. And for small companies like us in motorsports to, to learn, you know, how can we develop solutions faster for them? And that's why they're coming to companies like us and Roush Performance, for example. You know, those companies that have a motorsports background. Mm. And that's where, you know, we as a small business and, you know, coming from the, you know, the racing side of it are able to, to have such a presence and I think influence and impact in defense. So you're exactly right. There is a lot of frustration. Um, it costs a lot of money the longer these development programs are. Right. So if we can help them, if we can help the industry as a whole, you know, shorten that product development time in defense and get solutions out to our warfighters faster, it you know, helps bring our warfighters home and it also saves the taxpayer money. Lynn also brought a cool million dollar motorcycle prototype to the studio. So to learn more about that and other things that Pratt & Miller's involved in, you can watch that entire show right now on our website or on our YouTube channel. But that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.